my name is Rosa Ore, and I'm the founder of Latina Leaders Leaving a Legacy. And I'm excited to be here and because I am a second-generation Latina immigrant. And what does that mean? It means that my parents uh, migrated from Latin America, South America, and I was born in the United States. So um, I am originally from New York City, and um, I was born and raised there. But now I live in Fort Lauderdale, uh, Florida. And in my journey as a second generation Latina immigrant, I learned so much. I went through so much. Um, I had my ups and downs, our peaks and valleys, you know, as everybody else does. But I learned a lot about me as a Latin woman. And, and I learned a lot about my culture, um, my background, my heritage. And um, I learned so much that I realized, you know what? I can't keep this knowledge to myself. I have to be able to share it with women. And I want to empower women to be the best version of themselves, to be the leader that God has called them to be. I'm also um, a Christian. I believe in the God and Jesus being our savior. And so I instill a lot of the biblical principles into my teachings. So today I want to teach about how to release the leader, the powerful leader that is within you. Okay, so um, without further ado, let me share uh, my notes because I developed this powerful presentation. Yes, yay, I got it working. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We're recording. We welcome everybody. And so welcome to the webinar, How to Release the Powerful Leader Within You. Um, like I said, my name is Rosa Ore, and I'm the founder of Latinas Leaders, Inc., because I believe that within every single woman, there is a powerful leader waiting to be released. So let's get started. Okay, let's go. Is this the right? Yes, got it. Got you. So what if I told you that you have a leader and you have been a leader since you were a child? Many of you are like, yeah, well, yeah, because there's, there's a huge debate that goes on about whether you're born a leader or leaders are made. And I come from the perspective that I truly believe that you're born a leader. Why? Because leaders are influencers. And did you know that you were influencing your family, your, your parents, your family's friends since you were a child? How many of you have seen Oh, I want to make sure that I am not muted. Sorry, give me one second. I'm not muted, right? I didn't want to make the same mistake. Okay, cool. No, I'm not muted. <laughs> so just going back, sorry for the little um, interruption there. But yeah, so you've been influencing your parents, your family since you were a child. And leaders are influencers. So if you brought out an emotion in your parents and you inspired your parents to be better people, you were born a leader because leaders are influencers. And there are many other things, but I think that that's the key. One of the main key points to bring an end to a definition of a leader, that a leader is an influencer. And also the Bible says, because like I said, I like to bring in biblical principles and a spiritual perspective into my teachings is that in Jeremiah 1.5, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. This is Jesus speaking. Before you were born, I set you apart. That means that God knew you before you were born. 
He knew you in the heavens and he sent you down on this earth for a purpose. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read this, I'm seeing, gosh, I'm a leader. I have a plan and I have a purpose. And I'm here on this earth sent by God on a mission. So I, I come with leadership stamped on my forehead with a seal and delivered by God himself. So I just need to clarify that. Then I want to talk also then about a term. I want to introduce a term because in my journey as a Latina, all right, and trying to understand my culture, trying to understand my background, my heritage, my parents, where I came from. Um, I did my master's in Latin American studies and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the Latin culture, the history of Latin America. Um, I have learned a lot about women, um, how women think. And one of the terms that I learned, and it was a part of the um, socio-cognitive theory, um, is a term called self-efficacy. It's the process of where self-efficacy, let me read you the definition so you understand. Self-efficacy refers to an individual's belief in his or her capacity to execute behaviors necessary to produce specific performance attainments. Okay, what does that mean? Self-efficacy means my ability, my own personal belief that I can do something, that I can perform a task. Okay, that's if I believe I can do something, then I'm going to do it. But if I believe I can't do something, I'm going to stay away from it. And I'm not even going to try to approach it. I'm not even going to attempt it because I already convinced myself that I can't do it. It's a belief system. Can you or can you not do a task? Then I found that in doing my research and doing my master's, I also found this out. Research with adults, okay, on self-efficacy confirms that beliefs of personal efficacy play a highly influential role in occupational development and pursuits. What does that mean? Depending on my belief system on my own personal efficacy, that if my personal belief that I can do something or accomplish something influences what occupation I choose or what I pursue. So if I believe that I can do math and science and that I can be a doctor, I'm going to pursue the a job or career in medical, in medicine. But if I believe that I can't do math or science, that that's not for me, then I'm not going to pursue a career in medicine. So our belief systems highly influence what occupations we hold in the future and what we pursue in the future. So if I was raised in a way that I was taught that I was not called to be a leader, that I am not capable of being a leader. If I believe within myself that I am not a leader, that I was, that's not my calling, then I won't pursue, pursue any kind of leadership positions, career-wise, family-wise, in my community, in my church, because I've already believed and accepted that I'm not a leader. So that's why I wanted to introduce this term because this is real. This is the way we think and our belief system truly affects who we are and where we stand in life right now, what positions we hold and how we function. Self-efficacy beliefs shape children's aspirations and career trajectories. 
So the higher people's perceived efficacy to fulfill educational requirements and occupational roles, the wider the career options they seriously consider pursuing. So in other words, if I am told that from a child, I can be anything I want to be, the more options I have in pursuing a career. But if I'm told, because this happens a lot in the, in the Latin community, um, as I, and I've worked in the university system for over 10 years, an educational system for over 25 years. So I've seen how parents shape the belief system of their children. And working with college students, I would say 95% of the college students, Latin college students that I've interacted with, have told me that their parents want them to be either lawyer, doctor, engineer, or in business. Um, and I can't think of the other one, but they were like five. But it's like those specific like roles or career paths that they want them to pursue, those positions, those titles. Um, and so those students are limited because they cannot, they don't look for anything artistic. If they look for something music oriented or artistic or painting or anything like that happens, they believe that they are letting down their family or they already believe that that's not what they're capable of doing. So their belief system has already been shaped by the parents. And so what happens is that their career pursuits have now, their options have become smaller and smaller and smaller. But if you've been told, like I just said, you can be anything you want to be, your options open up, right? So it says here, the greater the interest they have in them, the better they prepare themselves educational for different occupational careers and the greater their staying power in challenging career pursuits. They don't give up. They prepare themselves since they're young. If you tell your child, you can be anything you want. What do you want to be? Let's talk about it. What are your options? The more they prepare themselves, the more capable they feel, the more they pursue it with passion and with strength. And nobody can knock them out. Nobody can tear you off your path because you've been taught that you can do it. But the sad thing about it, okay, is that knowing these statistics, I mean, knowing these, these facts, Okay, this is research that's been researched and this fact on research. I want to show you something, some statistics. Okay, look at these statistics. It says here, the low numbers of Latinas in leadership. 4% of Hispanics hold executive positions and of that only 1% are Latinas. Come on, people. We are a huge population they say that the U.S. Census Bureau, I don't have the exact statistics right now, but they're saying that we're going to be the majority in the United States in the upcoming decades. We are the majority. We're going to be the majority. And you're going to come and tell me that only 1% of that majority holds executive positions? Something's wrong. Something's wrong in the United States. Only 26 women are now serving as CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. That's roughly 5% of all the CEOs in the Fortune 500 companies. How terrible is that? How low are those numbers? If we have high self-efficacy and we've been taught to be leaders, why are we not taking our positions as leaderships and as leaders? Why are, not, why are we not functioning in a leadership role? And these statistics make me sad. 15.7% of Latino adults live below the poverty level. Why are those statistics so impactful and so meaningful? 
because there should be more Latinas in leadership positions. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this webinar, because these statistics should be non-existent. They should be flying off the roof. And I really believe that if you take my webinars, if you take my seminars, and I have a mentoring program in which I do eight weeks in which I empower you, I help overcome these belief systems. I help you break these uh, boundaries and chains that have been placed over us Latinas. If you take that mentoring program, let me tell you, you, you will be transformed and you will go, you will take action and you will be pursuing a leadership position. You will take your place as a leader. All right, let's go on to the next slide. So what do you do? What do you believe about yourself? Okay, not what do you do? <laughs> what do you believe about yourself? Let's talk about that for a second. Let's take a step back and say, okay, if we need more Latinas in leadership, and I was born a leader, and God called me to be a leader, um, but I'm not functioning in the leadership or seeing myself as a leader, um, what do I believe about myself then? What is your internal belief system saying about you? Okay, so we have to ask ourselves, is that belief system are those voices saying positive things or negative things? Do you believe that you are an influencer? Do you believe that you have abilities, talents, gifts? Do you believe that you're powerful? And do you believe that you deserve to be heard? That there is wisdom inside of you that needs to be shared? Do you believe that? Well, if you don't, ladies, it's time that you do, okay? So that's why I'm here to give you the five steps, five steps. And this is like a webinar, it's like an introduction to my mentoring program. Because my mentoring program, let me tell you, it is powerful. It's eight weeks of deep work. And my, mind you, the material that I, I give you is master's level. And not that you need to have a bachelor's or a master's degree to do my program. No, it's just that I believe that the leader within you needs the information that I've paid thousands of dollars to get and you deserve to hear it. And I'm not charging you thousands of dollars. I've paid tens of thousands of dollars for my degrees, but I'm going to offer it to you for very little price. Okay, so how do we release the powerful leader within? Five steps. Number one, get rid of all the negative thoughts and talk. That voice, that inner voice that's negative We've got to get rid of that. Number two, acknowledge that you are a leader. Accept it. There's, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. We've got to get over that. Then knowing that once you accept that you're a leader, now you invest in yourself as a leader. What is the leader within me need? Do I need to sharpen my skills, my public speaking skills? I'm going to talk more about each one of them. Number four, take action. We can't just sit back and say an agreement and verbally say, oh, yeah, okay, I'm a leader. All right, I'm going to invest myself. We got to take action, too. And number five, the responsibility of every leader is to empower the next generation. So let's talk about the first one. Step one. I love this picture. It's like set those negative thoughts on fire. Uproot them. Get rid of them. Get rid of all those negative thoughts. And talk that says that you cannot lead. The devil is a liar. 
<laughs> I get really passionate about this because I really think that we need to really, really take a, a grasp of the negative thoughts and get rid of them. Identify what are the first things you need to do to get rid of them. Identify those voices and where they originated from and uproot them. Okay, I've had to do a lot of self-reflection, let me tell you, a lot of self-reflection and begin to think back and say, where did this thought come from that I can't lead? Where did the thought come from that I can't do math? Where did the thought come from that I can't start my own business? Where did the thought come from that I can't be a good mom? Let me tell you something. I've had to go back in time and do some self-reflection and really I mean, I even had to go to therapy. Ladies, I highly recommend mental health therapy. It is life-changing. It is healing. God gave us psychiatrists and psychologists, and there are many Christian ones, which is ones I've seen, who take the word of God and the power of God and with the study of the brain and of the mind, and that, that they help you heal. They help you heal, and they've helped me heal. Because I grew up, my background is uh, one from abuse, verbal abuse, emotional, verbal abuse, and sexual assault. So I had a lot to overcome because my self-esteem was crushed. My identity was crushed as a young child, as a young woman. It was crushed. So I didn't know who I was, let alone to even think that I was a leader or even capable of leading anybody else, capable of being a mom. I'm writing my book. My book is coming out soon. And you're going to be able to read my story of how I almost did not become a mom. It's very impactful. So I highly encourage you to stay tuned and for my book. Number two, agree with the right voices. Don't, you know, many of us, we think that it's humility to say, oh, when somebody compliments us, you're so smart, you're so pretty, you should be a leader. Oh, no, 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 not me, not me. That's a lie from the hit of, pit of hell. <laughs> lie from the pit of hell. When somebody compliments you, it's because they're identifying a gift inside of you, a truth that's inside of you. And we need to stop. that. That's false humility. That's actual pride. Because the it, it would take a lot of humility to really open up and say, man, how come I have, I'm, I'm messed up. How come I can't see myself as a leader? I need some healing. And that acknowledgement, that takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage. And the, a lot of us are not willing to take do that self-reflection and, and faith, look in the mirror and say, you know what? I need some help. I need some help because how come I can't agree with the positive voices that are coming at me, that are in, that, that people are telling me, that are giving me those gifts, that positivity, how come I can't receive it? Something is blocking that. And I need to address that. All right. Replace negative beliefs with the right belief system that says you are a leader. So who says you're a leader? God himself sent you down with a plan and a purpose. You are a leader. You impact as long as you influence, as long as you inspire others. Believe me, if you're not doing it intentionally, you're still doing it. Okay, even if you intentionally choose not to influence others, you are influencing them by not doing it. You're doing something because people are always watching everything you do, what you say, how you act, how you behave. People are watching you. Don't you get wonder how people sometimes you get people who are jealous of you? And you're like, what are you jealous of? There's nothing to be jealous. I'm not doing anything great. 
because you must be doing something great because they see something in you that you don't see. You're blind to your own strength. So you need to replace that negativity, negative thoughts with the right belief system that says you're a leader so you can see what they see. So you can start seeing yourself through the lens that you are a leader. So that's step number one. What's step number two? Step number two is listen. Acknowledge that you are a leader. Accept it. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Accept it. Okay? <laughs> you are a leader. Get over it. <laughs> I think when you do that, you finally just stop fighting God. Stop fighting your inner self that is trying to come out, that powerful person that's coming out. You stop fighting others. You just accept it. There's not, what, what is the harm in accepting that you are a leader? Now, and, and when you, I know there's some people are thinking, oh my God, but then I, if I see myself as a leader, then oh my God, I failed in so many ways. No, let that go. Let that go. We're not here to dwell on negativity. If you accept it today that you're a leader, then yesterday doesn't count. That's from this point forward, let's start thinking and seeing yourself as a leader. And what can you do to be a better leader from this point on? Let go of the past because God doesn't remember what you did yesterday. He forgives our yesterdays and we have a fresh start every day. He says that every morning he gives us a fresh start. His mercies are new every day. He doesn't remember what you did yesterday. So you have to really accept that you accept God's gift. All right. We are called to be um, to lead others. We're all born with abilities and gifts and we cannot get rid of them. From the moment we are born, God gives us a gift. He gives us the ability to read. I mean, lead. <laughs> he gives us the ability to lead. He's put gifts and talents within each one of us. Some of us are talented in public speaking. Some of us are talented in cooking. Some of us are talented in building a house. Some of us are talented in painting. I mean, you name it, there's so many gifts and talents within you that have been placed there by God. And you know what? Going back to what I said in the beginning, just because you may not have seen yourself as a leader or you have may have messed up until now and led kind of like a, a very reckless life, a negative life, doesn't mean that the leader within you is dead, that it's over, that you ruined the leader within you. Because Romans 11.29 says that God's gifts and his call, his call upon your life are irrevocable. What does that mean? He doesn't take it back. He doesn't cancel it out. There's nothing you can do right now that can cancel out God's calling and God's gifting in your life. Let me see. Let me tell you something. I've seen many people who are artists. They were born artists. They can the ability to paint. Have you ever seen somebody who can actually paint this beautiful portrait or can do um, sketching? And they're so talented, but they don't work in that. They don't function. They don't even invest into their gift. But the, the gift is still there. Me, I have a public speaking gift. I haven't invested that much into it. But when I get in front of people, it just, oh, my God, the confidence, the strength. I get such joy. I get passion. I get I am on fire for it because that's my gift. That's what I love. But if you put me one on one with a person, depending on the person, I may shut down. And if it's not a public speaking engagement and networking, oh, my goodness, I'm terrible at networking. That's not my gift. I'm not a big social butterfly. I'm more like introvert kind of. 
but um, but I enjoy being in social settings. So I'm kind of like in between, but there's things that I acknowledge that are my gifts and not my gifts, but nobody can shut down and nothing can turn off your gift. And I even thought about this example earlier because I was writing my notes. And I was thinking about athletes that get hurt. They were talented and gifted in throwing the ball or whatever, playing tennis or whatever athletic um, gift they had. They, their bodies, it was based on their physical bodies, but then they got injured. And so they're not able to function in that gift. But guess what they're able to do? The gift that is in the brain is in the mind. They pass it on and they begin coaching and teaching others. So the gift is never really gone. Just because the physical body can't perform it doesn't necessarily mean that the gift is gone. It's irrevocable, people. It's never gone. And you're called to be a leader. From the moment you were born, you were sent with a plan and a purpose. It's irrevocable. So if you have not been functioning as a leader today, as, as of today, accept it and begin functioning in that. What's the next step? Invest in yourself as a leader. Let me tell you, I want you to take a holistic approach. I don't want you to think just, oh, I need to go to school and get a degree. You know, because that's Im immediately what people think, education. And that's perfect. Yes, that's part of the process. But I want you to think a holistic approach. I want you to attend conferences, join groups, take webinars like this one, do my mentoring program, workshops, get a degree or get certified, go on retreats, practice self-care, exercise, nutrition, strengthen the mind, strengthen the body, and strengthen your soul. Spiritually, I didn't put it on here, but it should have. Strengthen your spiritual self as well. If you need to surround yourself with godly women that they're going to pray for you, they're going to strengthen you, they're going to declare positive things over you, declare the word over you, and to come in agreement with you, join that. Join a prayer group. Do whatever you have to do to strengthen your spirit, your soul, and your mind. Because we are made of three parts, people, spirit, soul, and mind. And we have to strengthen. We have to take a holistic approach and invest in ourselves. Don't just take yourself to school and drive yourself ragged and burn yourself out and not feed your body or your spirit. There has to be a balance. You have to feed all three. And it's not always easy to balance but you can do it. Okay. So that's, what am I up to? Step number, that was step number three. Number four is take action. Okay. So we've done already. Step number one is get rid of all the negative thoughts. Number two, acknowledge that you're a leader, accept it. Invest in yourself is step number three. And number four is take action. What kind of action do you take now that you know that you're a leader? Number one, begin to write down your legacy. What does that mean? I love this. And this is something I teach in my mentoring program. Take power of your own narrative, of your own story, of your own life story. Take a hold of it. Don't let somebody else tell your story. Don't let somebody else interpret who you are. Tell your own story. Write it down, keep a journal, do self-reflection and begin to think and write of all the life experiences and life lessons that you've learned. 
that's leaving a legacy. If you begin to write it down, whether it be on your phone, on your computer, do video blogging, blogging, whatever it is, or if you want to buy journals, write it down, but write down the life lessons that you've learned. Begin to write it down because that one day you will use to teach your children, your children's children, your grandchildren, or a group of people like I am doing today, a group of women to teach you how to be amazing people, to teach you how not to make the same mistakes I made. Isn't it great when you can tell people, listen, don't do what I did. I messed up for you. (laughs) Avoid this road. I love that. I always tell my children, don't do what I did. Do better. These are my mistakes. Do better. And that's what I'm telling you ladies today. Don't do as I did, because if you when you read my book, you'll know what I'm talking about. I have a background and a story to tell. Do better. Do better than I did. I share the Bible says to boast about your weaknesses. It doesn't mean boast that, hey, look what I did. No, it means that there was a time where I messed up. But I'm here to tell you, look what God has done in my life. And that, when you begin to talk like that, you empower people, you bring healing to many other women. And that's what I'm here to do. So leaders take action and they begin by writing down your legacy, your life lessons, your life experiences. Then you take action, find a group or organization that aligns with your mindset, your life goals and dreams. Find some people, an organization. There might be some Latina organizations Uh, there's uh, organizations of entrepreneurs, there's Christian groups, there's uh, groups for everything. If you like artistry, join a group that does artistry. If you like cooking, join a group, go to, you know, go to those people, partner up with the people that have the same mindset. Like right now I'm doing my doctoral degree in adult education and human resource development. So guess what? I surround myself with academic people who are pursuing a doctoral degree. I have these conversations with them and they understand my struggles. They understand and they help me to accomplish the next step, the next thing. They encourage me and they say, Rosa, don't give up. Keep studying. This is how you do the first chapter, the second chapter. They have the same mindset. They have the same goals. So they encourage me. I'm taking action of surrounding myself with the people that are going to help me achieve my goals and help me get to where I'm going and help me be a better leader. Join them, but join these organizations and participate in them. Don't just be a spectator because many, and I I tell this to my children all the time. If social justice is your passion, you have a passion for coming against injustices like racism, like um, women that are being oppressed. And, and if you're coming against poverty, if you're coming against sexual assault, sexual abuse, then join organizations that are coming against them and participate. Take action. Don't just talk about it. Don't be the type of person that sits around every day. Oh, don't you hate what's going on? Don't you hate the government? Don't you hate the president? Don't you hate this, this, and this? But you never take action to do anything to change the world or to change the circumstances or to change the community or to change, to bring social change. You never participate in anything to bring about change. That's not a leader. You're just a talker. You're just a talker. You're not taking action. So ladies, take action. It's important. And the last but not least, 
empower others. A leader is capable of developing the best out of his team members. Leadership is regarding we and not me. Leadership is not about you. Leadership is about the next generation. Leadership is about those that are waiting to be influenced by you, that are waiting to learn from you, that are waiting to hear what you have to say. You share your story, share your testimony, share your journey as an entrepreneur, share your journey as a CEO, share your journey as a, a woman of God, share your journey as a wife, as a mother, share your journey with those that need to hear it. Empower others. We are called. That is our calling, our responsibility. God did not just call us to be a leader so that we can show off and say, I know stuff. Oh, look what God taught me. No, it's not just for ourselves. It's not to, to um, pump ourselves up and give ourselves titles. That's not what it's for. The Bible says to do not withhold any good thing from anyone. It's a sin that you're holding back your gifts, that you're not developing your gifts, and that you're not imparting or impacting the next generation. It, that Let me tell you, when you were not benefiting others you're hurting god you're hurting the heart of god because jesus came down to this earth died on the cross and when he did that he empowered the disciples he gave them a charge he gave them a responsibility he told them you know what i'm dying on the cross for a reason it's not for and, and i'm and i'm letting you witness everything i went through not just for you but for the world because the world needs to hear the good news that they have been forgiven and that I love them and that there is eternal life if they believe in me. Let me give you Matthew 10, five through eight it says these 12 G Jesus sent out with the following instructions. He gave them instructions. He told them, do not go among the Gentiles or any enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. He was saying, don't go to the ones that think they know it all. Or the ones that they, they that they, they don't want to hear it. Fine. Don't go to them. They don't want to hear you. Go to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. What is he talking about? You have been given gifts for free. Those disciples were given the gift of knowledge of Jesus Christ and freedom. For free. Jesus didn't charge them anything. He didn't tell them, oh, well, tit for tat. I give you this, but you have to give me that. No. He said the only instructions is go out to the lost sheep. Teach my people. Show them love. Teach them that I love them, that there is freedom and that there is forgiveness. Empower others to be just like you. That they can be amazing power changers, world changers like you. So ladies. This is where I end my, my uh, webinar. I really hope that you learned something powerful because we are called to be leaders and it's a great responsibility. And I, I really want you all to just take a hold of that. You know, reflect on everything I just taught you, those five steps and begin to think, where am I in those five steps? And what actions am I going to take to develop the leader within me to release it? Okay, because the world is waiting for you to reveal your strengths, your gifts, to bless them with their gifts, bless them with your gifts and your talents, because you have something powerful to give that is life changing to somebody else.
All right. Thank you, ladies, for joining my webinar. I want you to follow me on Instagram, Latina Leaders Leaving a Legacy, on Facebook, Latina Leaders Legacy. That's my Facebook page. Uh, my website is latinaleaderslegacy.com. And on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Latina Leaders Leaving a Legacy. And um, I want to go to my website because I want to show you um, my mentoring program. Um, I want you to sign up for my mentoring program. And because I think that many of you will benefit from this mentoring program, it is really, really powerful. And you need to join because if you're not, you're missing out. Let me tell you, if you want to get into a deeper conversation and have a one-on-one -on -one with me, then this is the program for you. If you want somebody that's going to pray with you, that's going to empower you, that's going to strengthen you, that's going to help you do the self-reflection, then this is it. It's eight weeks. All right. The first week I give introduce the program. Um, I tell you what it's all about. I give you a syllabus. Week two, we talk about the power of your words. What words are coming out of your mouth? Are they positive or negative? Um, what are you saying about yourself? What are you speaking about yourself? And we come in and break down those barriers, that negative of self-talk. We come against that. And then what is a leader? We define the true definition of a leader. This is where I talk a little bit about myself and my um, Latin heritage and culture and background and how that influenced how I thought what a leader was and, and how I thought that I could never be a leader. But then learning what a true definition of a leader was, it set me free to acknowledge, guess what? I am a leader. And then I talk about leaders that have, have power and abilities. They're God-given and they're irrevocable. Remember I said that? Leaders are influencers. We influence everybody whether we believe it or not. People are looking at everything you're doing. Week six, we talk about leaders produce leaders. We impact others. We motivate others. We inspire others. Then week seven, and leaders take action. Like I was saying, you join a group, align yourself with a business, an organization, something that aligns with your calling. And week eight, leaders leave a legacy. I'm going to teach you how to write down your legacy. So this is powerful. It's transformational. It is remote. Um, it is it is an amazing transformational journey. I need you to go to this website, latinaleaderslegacy.com and sign up today because I will give you, if you do it um, like the first, and right now it is July 15 to 2022. If you join within the next 30 days, I will give you a 30% discount, okay? My, the, the webinar, I'm actually really, um, this mentoring program, um, I was going to offer it for like, you know, uh, what its real value is, because like I said, I teach from my master's perspective. I really put a lot of material that I've learned in my master's program into this mentoring program. So I was going to charge like about 1500 But if you sign up in the next 30 days, I will give you 30% discount. Um, of $1,000. So you're going to get this for $700. Guys, this is, uh, I mean, this is a gift. We're talking about eight weeks of pure knowledge, like rich knowledge, solid knowledge. So I want to give you like a discount for attending this webinar. Thank you, ladies. I love you. Um, send me a message. Um, send me through DM. 
um, through Instagram or Facebook if you want to do this mentoring program or just come on my website and sign up. That's the best way to do it. Sign up, give me your name, email, phone number. I'll call you and we will set it up. Well, thank you guys. Thank you all for joining this webinar. I hope you were blessed. Follow me on YouTube, subscribe to my channel, Instagram and Facebook. And I hope to see you soon. God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful day and a blessed, blessed week.